Alright, playboys and playgirls, now that the hot boy, hot girl summer is over, and y'all know it's the, we're going into the fall, and y'all are going to need new backpacks for school, work, and yes, even the gym. So, our, we have partnered with Muslim Backpacks in order to give you guys a new backpack that can actually be styled into three ways. It can be carried as a regular backpack, a duffel, or even, guess what? You guessed it. A gym bag. And with our discount code WRYH10, you can receive 10% off of your first purchase when you head over to Muzum, that's M-U-Z-M-M, backpacks.com, and make your first purchase. Once again, that's M-U-Z-M-M, backpacks.com. Let us know that Lonnie and Marla sent you. Now let's get into this. But I got him all the time. He's keeping He's mine. You know what? That was like the first ratchet anthem. <laughs> the anthem for the birds. Well, you know, we were young, we were birds, and it was just very. It was it was a, a becoming story, a coming of age story. Yeah. Um, it just explains why we're so ratchet. We're like ratchet adults now. <laughs> Because you know? we grew up on shit like that. Yeah, and especially when you work in like a corporate office, there's nothing like a corporate ratch because you already know. <laughs> corporate ratch? Corporate ratch. Listen, um, put it the, on a shirt and call it merch. I like that. Okay, corporate ratch. It's like <laughs> you come in, you're coming like off the train, bus are from your core, uh-huh. and let's say you just blasting the baby or something and pulling up to the parking lot. I still, um, even if you walk in into like a corporate building like myself, I'm just still playing in your damn headphones. Like exactly. I will bust a nasty little squirt in front of this damn place. You, know, you do not know me. Listen, soft work, soft work. What? Sometimes the soft work they don't even need to see it. Sometimes you just need before you walk into that place or that establishment to remind yourself to feel good that day. Just let out a soft little squirt. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's like a, t- a Maddie titty bounce, sometimes you gotta just do it. Make yourself feel better. Make Release the ratch. Release the ratch. <laughs> well, well, um, welcome back, guys, to another um, installment. I would call this Ratchet Ramblings, but it's actually a podcast name. Shout out to Trillificent, because it really is a podcast that he has with his friends, so I can't call this episode Ratchet Ramblings or anything of the sort. Uh, first, before we even get into it, um, I wanted to give a shout out to one of my closest podcasting friends. I call him my podcast cousin, um, Lucky Lefty from the Trap House, tra- the Translucent Trap House. Excuse me, Translucent. Oh, I'm so tongue twisting the name of his podcast right now. <laughs> Transparent Trap House. He recently celebrated his birthday um, towards Sweet. the end of the week. Happy so birthday. happy birthday, Lucky. Hey. Um, you still owe me an appearance. I told you you don't need an invitation to come on the show, but you just you still feel like you need an invitation. 
Just send an invitation, Chad. I, I kind of did. He just didn't. But that's fine. That's, oh. well, I'll argue with him via text later. Okay. Anyway, welcome to another installment. Um, my name is going to be Lunel. <laughs> you are Lunel today? I'm going to be Lunel. You're feeling real rash today, then. Yes. Give me my press on acrylics, my blonde shortcut, natural hair, and my lashes, because that's what I'm giving y'all. I'm giving y'all art and realness. And the nastiest pair of bamboo earrings you could possibly find. Got my name in them, too. Door fucking knockers. All right, Lunel. Well, I am. This is just Marlon. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to another another installment of a weekly um reflection. Okay. Um, a weekly reflection on the shenanigans, buffoonery, and just poor decisions that we like to call, who raised you hoes? Who the fuck raised y'all? Like, it's a question I ask literally every week. And while <laughs> we put together literally the show, it just further expands the question. <laughs> I, exactly. I promise you, it makes me just question what were they thinking? <sighs> Who knows? Well, um, can, first of all, I'm going to start off on a positive note, like we always should. Um, first of all, we didn't get the chance to last week because literally we recorded before it actually took place. Mm. So last week on Sunday night, the Emmys took place. Uh-huh. And first and foremost, can we please give a congratulatory round of applause to one Gerald Jerome? Now, if you do not know who Jarrell Jerome is, Jarrell Jerome um, played, he won a Emmy for Best Actor in a Limited Series slash Movie uh, for his role as Corey Rise in When They See Us. If you have not seen When They See Us to know why he won that award, all I'm going to say, literally without spoiling the story, it's part four. It is the hardest part to get through. Mm. It is literally, it's a, it sucks all types of your emotions. I remember with this back when Aaliyah was still here. Okay. And not saying it to be funny. Hey, girl, hey, we texted before we started recording. Yeah, I love you, um, And I remember she didn't want to watch it because she called the trauma porn. And I'm like, it's deeper oh! than trauma porn. I'm like, I'm going to need you to go on ahead back and go watch it. And she, originally, she, it was like the hardest thing for her to get to part four. I'm like, Aaliyah, I need you to get to part four. I need you to get to part four. I need you to get to part four. And then when she did, she was like, oh my God. I'm like, I told you this is the hardest part to get through for the series. The hardest one was the one that mainly focused on Corey. Well, thanks for the heads up because I have not seen it yet. Get your life. I've not seen it yet. Get it and grab it quick. Okay. I'll make sure also, the loudest round of applause go, should go to um, one Billy Porter. <laughs> Billy Porter won an Emmy for his be- for role for best actor in a series, mm-hmm. in a dramatic series. Excuse me, put some respect mm-hmm. on that. Um, for his role as Pray Tell in Pose. Now, if you have never seen Pose, Under a Rock, Baby, Blind, Baby, Death. he makes the show. Don't got okay. Look, <laughs> girl, not streaming. Listen. No service. Something's going on because you're, you're not watching it. Like, Something's wrong. Yeah. In life. Yeah. Get it. Indulging in Trump's America. Something. Whew. Child. Too soon? Okay. Too great. soon. Um, <laughs> way too soon. Um, that's all I think I have this week um, for 
Oh, I want to call it the um the whole announcement. The whole announcement. The whole announcement. I like that. Because you know sometimes this is a church and sometimes y'all need to be shamed. <laughs> and actually, the whole announcement is going to be something positive. Right. So we're going to keep it that way. We're going to be positive around here. We're going to be positive. I like that. So um for the first time ever in podcast in the history of WRH podcast. <laughs> I will not be staring the boat. <laughs> In return, my co-host will be driving the boat when it comes to the part where we tell y'all to get up white and flush. The part I like to call scroll the love on. That's right, ladies and germs. Marlon is taking the wheel for scroll on today. So let's get this boat ripped up. Child, I ain't got, listen, I got wine. I'm just sitting back and looking cute. <laughs> so... so as I looked through the mess, oh, child, the mess that has ensued within the last seven days since we last saw each other, I came across a couple of things that I wanted to talk to y'all about, and I'll bring over to Lonnie so we can discuss it and see what's going on. So let's tackle this first one that I stumbled over that kind of st- started like right at the top of the week after we recorded mm. as we speak about the Emmys. Talk about it. RuPaul received another Emmy for RuPaul's Oh, Jesus. Where's the wine? Do we know that? I mean, he does a really great job of what he does. He's taken uh-huh. off with this uh-huh. whole franchise. Uh-huh. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh-huh. UK. Now, Canada Drag Race is coming up, which is going to be really interesting because he made Brooklyn Heights one of the staple judges on that show. Neither here nor there. So, if you haven't heard, during the press time, there was... A reporter, black lady, I don't know her name, I don't have it on um, hand right now, but she's she, a, she's an icon. She asked him Iconic. about his lack of diversity and his staff and the behind the scenes folks that work on the show. Iconic. Now, RuPaul in his very RuPaul fashion. <laughs> skated all over, under, and through the response to this question like a figure skater during the Winter Olympics. So you mean he skated through it like a baby daddy skipping child support payments. Got it. That too. Like, so much so that he'd been avoiding the cops and everything. Like, he dodged it. Made a joke out of it, made light out of it, all that shit. Dodging it like somebody dodging their parole, their parole probation officer. Got it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Just like that. And it really caused an uproar in the Twitterverse, on the ground, Facebook, everywhere. Everybody's all over this whole situation. And I have to say that, quite frankly, while I am a little disappointed in him for how he approached it, I expected nothing less. Because RuPaul has made it very, very clear Mm. that if them bitches ain't paying your bills, pay them bitches no mind. And he will do what he want to do, and he's going to continue to ride this train of success until the wheels fall off. The man literally said, I don't turn down gigs. If you're paying me money, I'm taking it. You know what I mean? So, granted, while all of that is him in his own fashion, I also found out in more research that there was a little backlash from two of the queens that um, won Drag Race 
Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange chimed in and also Willem chimed in on the situation. I remember this. Continue. Yes. So Monet talked a lot about how she feels like it's really fucked up that people are trying to drag RuPaul about the lack of diversity when as a contestant on the show, Monet and all of the other queens have been privy to all the people of color that work behind the scenes on this show every day. They <laughs> name names. Apparently there was a producer a black woman that worked on the show that won the Emmy with them last year, she just recently passed. So she was not there this time, which this included the diversity, but there was also another woman of color, forget her name, but a Hispanic woman who was up there on stage. Now she is white passing, because I looked at her and I was like, wow, I didn't know, but apparently she is a woman of color. And she kind of chimed in too. There was a little back and forth between everybody about the whole situation and the general consensus is like, RuPaul, what the fuck? First of all, this is my thing. Number one, and I said this, I think you probably saw my tweet about it. First and foremost, all of the sta- all the people that sat behind him on that stage, like you said, it was one Hispanic. Right. The fact that one, all of the drag queens had to name the people of color and they knew them by name right. and they can literally name them with a hand speaks volumes to me. Mm-hmm. That's number one. I'm going to start there. Number two, this is not the first time that someone has brought up race with RuPaul and RuPaul skated around the question. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, it's also queens from drag, from drag Race that cannot stand RuPaul. True. They cannot stand him because of how he acts. Mm-hmm. So if you want to act superior and you want to act as if you know no better, sweetie, People brought it to your attention. There is no color besides your contestants. Besides you and your contestants, that's it. So my question, and I said this, I said, so let me just assume that the people that actually exist along the show are basically the backhand people, the people that actually help the staff, that get bossed around and go get coffee or make sure everyone is fed and between takes, all that other stuff. I'm assuming they're black, (laughs) but the actual production team? Like, the whole production team, I saw nothing but white faces. And then T.S. Madison also came to RuPaul's um, defense, too. Yes. But I had volumes to say about that one, too. It's more so... It's an each one's each one moment. It's a reason why Noah's Ark is no longer on Logo. Mm-hmm. Why it ended in the first place. Mm-hmm. And notice, ever since Noah's Ark ended, you have not seen a black scripted um, show on Logo since. Yeah. Hey. Logo has also taken a totally different direction. It's not even considered a LGBT channel anymore. Like they don't even that's not the focus anymore. And they stopped that a couple of years ago. But and that's the one that's the way that it started. But they have completely changed directions, which is why like a lot of the content on that channel is no longer there because they changed directions with the channel. So So what is the direction now? Sorry, I don't watch RuPaul Track. I have no idea. Mind you, RuPaul's Drag Race is not even on Logo anymore. It's on VH1 now. Mm. So, you know... That is true. These things happen. At the end of the day, I feel like RuPaul is going to continue to ascend into Sardom the way that he wants to. Sis has been in the industry for over 20 years. Granted, Mm -hmm. work was done. But at the end of the day, the way you skated around that question, and it was sarcastic as fuck. If you look at the response, it's it was sarcastic. Fashion. Yes. And it's just like, you're not answering the question. You're being a dick about it. Fine. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, you know, that's that that move on. I don't know. And we scroll up to the next one. That's right. Uh, the next topic that I like to talk about, Takashi 6 9 
Say, Brumman said when he gets out, he ain't going to nobody's witness protection. You know, fuck what y'all say. Denying it, declining it, don't give a fuck. R.I.P. Bruh. They can leave. I'm sorry. To, I, I hate the sound. I hate the sound negative. And I said this last episode. You don't fuck with the game to the point where you literally give up names, point people out that has something to do with the organization at all, and think that you're not going to be touched. R.I.P. Bruh. What I'm trying to figure out why do he feel like his balls are so big that he can just antagonize? Because ever since he stepped on the scene, he's had this issue where it's like he's been antagonizing people. You know, jumping out here and doing what you want to do and talking about folks and all this other stuff. It's like, dude, what are you doing? I can tell you exactly what it is. He's from New York. New York dudes are arrogant as fuck. Let's call a spade a spade. It's just the truth of the matter. New York dudes are arrogant. They feel like most of them, well, like dudes like 6ix9ine in particular, they think they're above everything, that they can't be touched until they're actually touched. <laughs> but at this point, dude... You're going to get touched in the worst way. I can only imagine what's going to happen to you when you get out of jail. If they don't kill you while you're in. That too. Because whether you like to believe it or not, and everyone's thinking, oh, he's about to get out sooner than later. He's on federal charges, sweetie. There's going to be more time served. You're, you're there on federal charges. You admitted to having a hit put on a rapper. You admitted to putting out a hit on somebody. You admitted to basically money laundering. I want y'all to really think about the things that he has admitted to. Though it's a cooperation with the feds. Right. Think of everything he has admitted to. Right. There still must be more time served. It's no way in hell. Honest to God, I would not, I would see them trying to give him another close to five years tops. Gotcha. Like, I don't see him coming out anytime soon. They're telling, they're lying to him and telling him he can get home sooner than later. They only say that so they can get their case. Like basically, you took the whole role of the sheep goat and just ran with it. I mean, R.I.P. Bro, just saying, because you ain't making it out alive. And if you do make it out alive, you won't die in the street. Just saying. It just ain't looking too cool for Takashi Six Nine. Like the only thing that's bright on you right now, bro, is your hair, and that's barely it. Um, and not to mention because he hasn't had a touch up on his hair in like over a year. His hair is going back to black, so... Not back to black, shout out to Amy Winehouse. My baby. Moving right along. Yes. Real Housewives of Atlanta is returning. Ooh, child. If y'all have not seen this super trailer... This season is going to be a season. It's going to be a mess and a half. We've already started with the bullshit with Kenya divorcing her husband. Did you see the clip of how reckless this dude was talking to her? It's just a lot going oh on. Oh my God. I was saying like, he was like, literally, you can leave and take everything with you. I'm like, and I'm going to rebuild everything ground up. I'm like, yo, and I have been said it. I'm like, I have a gut feeling that this man is going to try it. And I was, and just about every time, I'm just right. You know, I really love how reality TV is the modern day soap opera. Yeah. Because a lot of this shit we know is not real. And it's really funny to me how 
Kenya went through all this madness over the seasons to find the man for her. Right, to get a husband, all this great stuff. Have a gorgeous baby. The baby is drop dead gorgeous. Gorgeous Gorgeous little girl. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful gals. Wonderful. But here we are. I don't understand, like, do you do people sign up for these shows? And like I feel like you gotta sign your name on the dotted line of some sort of really like ridiculous contract because the shit that they go through on these shows. You can't, your life cannot possibly be filled with that much drama. I'm trying to figure out how much of this is like filler and posed drama in their lives. I legit said it last episode. I'm huge on body language. And I can sometimes read it through a picture. Mm-hmm. So when after she had Brooklyn, I saw the distance between her and Mark. Mm. I saw it building. And it's like this isn't going to work. And lo and behold, this happened. And I'm like, dude is talking to her all types of reckless. I'm like, then you have the whole storyline with Candy. Candy and Todd. I'm like... Though I feel like that... I feel like that is another great editing moment from the production team. I have a feeling that that scene that they showed is not nearly as serious as we think it is. It's amazing what you can do with a little dramatic music and a clip of a conversation that could easily go left of what it's being portrayed to be. But the thing is this, like, can't a lot of people forget Candy is an entrepreneur. So yes. if I am putting money out for you to start a business and you're not generating any type of profit, not marketing your business, nothing, why am I wasting my money? She has been known to be a boss, and she is a boss. That woman made hella coin. Okay. And she's a, one of the richest out of all of them. <laughs> now, the whole thing, like, I'm, I'm drained. Every season, <laughs> it is something with Nene. And it's yes. like, girl, at some point, I love Lanethia to death. At some point, when are you going to acknowledge that you are the problem? She won't. You That's are, her whole character. You are the problem, sweetie. It's she no, won't. I'm interested to see this Harley Quinn spin they put they're about to put on Cynthia though. They I wanna know. I'm sorry, and call me crazy. I wanna know who recorded who. I'm just like, wait, wait, y'all bitch is going up the ante. If that's even the story, it's gonna be really, really fucking interesting. I have not been this intrigued to watch The Housewives of Atlanta in a long time. This season looks like it's gonna be something to indulge in. So Trash TV, here I come. Housewives of Atlanta this season. Y'all got me. I'll be tuning in. I don't know about y'all. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Moving along to some disappointing news. I'm scared. So... Uh, FYI, before he even goes into it, I don't even know how his promo looks. (laughs) I'm just responding. That's it. Can say you. A Dallas man assaults a trans woman at a bus stop, shoots her in her arm and chest, shouting transphobic slurs, and leaves her for dead. She survived. If you are unaware, 19 black Mm. trans women have Mm. been killed in 2019 alone. And majority of these numbers come from southern states. I'm just going to say it. Yes. 
this woman got away. She survived. And I'm glad about it. But this shit has got to stop. It really does. Like, uh, uh, Domingo Ramirez Cavente, 29. Dude, eat a brick. Perish. Go do it for a needle and a This woman was not even bothering you at a bus stop. Minding minding her business. Minding her black trans business. And you are harassing her. They have him on camera going away in his truck. And then when they caught him, he admitted to it. Of course he did. You want to know why he admitted to it? Because he's not going to save any time. And Let's that's be the part that pisses me off. That's the, that's the disheartening part of this whole thing. It's He's not going to serve any time. It's not going to be labeled as a hate crime. It's going to be labeled at minor assault. And he's probably going to end up doing community service. Now, mind you, they started off questioning whether they were going to label it as a hate crime or not. They have since changed, and they are labeling it as a hate crime and assault. But, but you said one major thing in this whole statement that is going to completely change this thing, and it's not going to go anywhere. And that is... Texas. Continue. <sighs> and it's sad. I'm I'm just ready for my trans sisters yes, to stop please. being killed. Yes. And there are not enough of us not. as cis homosexual men mm. standing up for our sisters. And I am standing in the gap right now because it doesn't make any sense that my sisters have to keep dying at the hands of these bigots, of these hateful people that won't just let them live and be who they are. The most disrespected letters in the whole community is bisexual and trans. And heavy on trans. Like, heavy on trans. Like, it's ridiculous. If you see a trans woman, like, if you see a woman that just has to transition from a man, they are more prone to a hate crime than you will see a, a trans man. They are more prone to a hate crime. They're more prone to be beaten on their way home. They're more prone to having their lives threatened just for being who they are. And it's sad. It's, it's really sad. But a big fuck you to Domingo, dude. I hope they throw your ass under the jail. And if I see a fucking GoFundMe, I'm reporting that shit as spam. Period. So we go further down the rabbit hole of fuckery mm-hmm. in the Who Raised You Hoes kingdom. Scroll on down oh, to the Jesus. fucker of all fuckers, Ed Buck. <laughs> Ed Buck is being evicted from his home. Great. Because your new home should be the jail. If you don't know the story, Ed Buck is the white white <laughs> Democrat donor that has been killing black gay men. Not one, not two, but three. Actually, only two that we know of, and the third one got away. Here's my issue with this situation. Mm-hmm. While I am, I don't like to see people removed from their homes, but do clearly needs it. It's a debt of iniquity that I don't think needs to be upheld anymore. Trash it. Sage that bitch. Something needs to happen. Get rid of all that energy that he's put into didn't that they, space. But didn't they finally convict him of something? They are. Like, I think that they have convicted him of... I'm not sure of the convictions just yet. He's still on allegations. 11 allegations from men, presumably 
all black and gay have come forth and said that they have had the same experience with him. But you know what? You said one word where it won't be respected. Black. black. Which is unfortunate. I am hoping that he is brought to complete justice because this is ridiculous. And the thing that's really like bothering me at this point is the last man that came forth who actually got him to this space where they have grabbed him and the victim evicted him from his home. His race has not been revealed. He is being labeled as a John Doe. Because he doesn't want his actual identity to be exposed. Which is fine. But this is this is what makes us even sicker. Though he is labeled as a John Doe, Ed Buck, he was homeless. Ed Buck went and picked this man up off the streets mm. and brought him to his home also, to do this shit. Also, what's triggering homeless gay youth? Not even gay youth. Homeless gay black men. Like, come on. Okay. Throw him under the fucking jail. Throw the key away. Ooh, I'm sorry. That wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> alarm, alarms on iPhones, I promise you. And even if I edit that part out, it's still going to be loud shit. Terrible. But it's like, it, it makes absolutely no sense that this man is still even being considered. Like, what more do you need? You fail to realize it's, first of all, they're treating his allegations, which is fucking hilarious to me. It's like, bro, you had two men that overdosed in his home. Two men that overdosed from, um, what was it, meth? Meth. Yeah, they overdosed on meth, on meth in his home and died. A third person got away. And these are just the three cases that we know about. Yes. You got 11 other men that are saying, hey, it happened to me as well. If y'all, listen. I if- mean, girl, listen. I don't, like Marlon says, we don't know anybody's young here. But sis, let's talk. Let's have a heart to heart. Let's have a whole heart to heart. Let's talk. Um, if you're going to go to a man's house and you already know, and this is mainly for my party girls, party with a capital C, um, bring your own shit, okay? I mean, I don't condone partying in any way, shape, or form, but if you must party to have a good time, bring your own shit. Don't let somebody give you something and the next thing you know, you don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Like, bring your own materials, okay? If you want to party, have a good time, don't accept their party favors. Bring your own, honey. While I understand that, we also have to realize that there are many of us that are disenfranchised on hard times and having difficulty with life altogether. And many of us have to go into situations that we wouldn't normally do because of the positions that we're in. We're all adults. If you and many of these men weren't even doing meth before they met him. Now here's the thing, right? And like Marlo was saying, even though you know he didn't get the exact terminology, girl, <laughs> I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna say it. I'm a real one. Okay. If you pay it for play, okay, let me told you something. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. No. I'm gonna just told you. Ain't get nothing wrong coin. with it. Get your coin. But be wise about getting this coin because some of these motherfuckers out here are genuinely fucking crazy. Like, me on apps, I get weary and scary as shit because it's like, okay, I don't know you. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to come into my space and let alone, especially, and this is a quick rant, especially for the DL girls. The DL girls says, oh, I'm DL. So is my pictures. <laughs> so is my address that you're trying to come to. I don't know what you look like. It's already bad enough. I really don't know you that well. Right. So... You really want to disguise these things for safety factors. 
Like, you want to come to my house. And who's to say you're coming alone? That too. Who's to say you're coming alone? That it could too. be literally coming off of the elevator, coming up the steps. It could be two, three other dudes ready to rob you. You do not fucking know. It's true. And literally, I saw a story um, on, I guess, one of these little gay sites, I believe. Um, it was A A Z I O S. I forget. Ah, yeah, okay. I've seen that um, before. And dude literally got robbed going to hook up off of the app. The dude literally made him go to the ATM and take money out of the ATM to give him. Mm. And it's like, listen, if you, we don't discriminate here, we don't judge, it's perfectly fine. Let me tell you something. It has some type of discretion, has some type of safety factor in you. Like, one thing I used to do, especially when I was young and out here while in these streets, um, I normally would have texted a friend where I'm going. Exactly. Text a friend at, like, literally one of your closest friends that has the contact information for your family in case some shit goes wrong. We are living in Trump America. Let's start there. If you need to find a good friend that you know you can trust in case something goes wrong and they know when it's time to get someone involved or tell them where you were, give an exact address. Right. They'll go looking for you, or they'll make sure the dude will go to get the cops. Right. But you must be safe, and especially when you have motherfuckers like Egg Bug, and it's not just him, okay, sweetie. There's a bunch of Egg Bugs around the around the nation. This is true. Around the fucking nation, and you must be be prepared in case some shit go left. Absolutely. So we saying, if you hate and playing, that's nothing wrong with that. But have some type of safety factor, some discretion. Make sure your shit is in tight, is airtight before you even go to fuck there. Like this is where I'm at. I don't trust this shit, but I'm still gonna go. Here's the address in case some shit pop off. Right. And done. That's it. So one more for the road, ladies and germs. We're gonna go to this last one, which is probably the most heartbreaking. That I have two that I'm going to add to this. Okay, sweet. We got two more right after this, so I'll make this one brief as possible. Three white sixth grade boys. Oh, Jesus. In Virginia Christian School. Virginia. 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 Jesus, continue. Hold down a young black girl and cut off her dreadlocks while calling her ugly, mm. stupid, and a host of other things. It starts at White home. People. It starts at home. It does. It starts at home. It does. It starts at home. You gotta pull it together. Like, the bigotry is just jumping out at this point. And the, the saddest part about this whole situation is two things. Number one, this is not the first time that she has been teased by these three boys. They've actually been torturing her for quite some time now. Mind you, school, the school year just started. And it's a private school at that. The school year just started. They've been doing this for quite some time. Which means they've been torturing this poor girl probably for two months. Exactly. Mm. Five torturous minutes of her life that she will never forget. Mm. Wasn't going to say anything, didn't say anything. Her grandmother had to look at her and ask her, why is your hair so short? In order to get it out of her. Second thing that's fucked up about this situation Talk about it. is that the school has opened up an investigation about it. Which isn't going to go anywhere. What more do you need? What more do you need? Wasn't this called on camera too? Say it again. Wasn't this called on camera? 
I'm not sure if it was caught on camera. Okay. Either way, her hair's not as long as it used to be. This is Virginia. 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 Why does she have to lie about this? Virginia. I just can't, man. I just can't, and I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm so over all of this shit. Like, these children do not deserve this. Do they not realize? And they don't, because they don't care. None of this shit. This baby is going to be traumatized for the rest of her life after this. Mm-hmm. She will be scarred emotionally and mentally about this for the rest of her life. Yes. Thank you for introducing her to trauma. Yes. Thank you for introducing her to self-doubt. Yes. Thank you for introducing her to self-hatred. Yes. Thank you for introducing her to feeling like she is less than beautiful, less than important, less than great. Because Thank you want to be an asshole and because your parents are assholes. Because if they weren't, this type of activity would not be happening. First of all, thank you for introducing her to anxiety. Hello? Oh. Let's start there. Thank you for introducing her to that because, first of all, every time, and literally I said this and I did not say it to be funny, I said it because it is the truth. Every time we hear stories like this, it is always in the South somewhere. Some godforsaken place. Virginia, Texas, Georgia. Florida. Uh, Florida. Florida is like, (laughs) literally morals go out the fucking window in Florida. Like, literally, I don't know what it is about Florida, but people just don't respect Florida at all. They just think they can do whatever the fuck they want. People have died in Florida, and shit is just getting a pat on the back like, good job, sis. And this is what I'm saying. It's like, first of all, when are we going to believe the victim? When are we going to get to the point where we actually believe the victim? Number one, she was so traumatized, she was going to bury it inside and never talk about it ever a fucking get. Knowing that she would probably go through it even more as she goes back to school every day to see her antagonists every day. And you know they're going to get a slap on the wrist because they're white. They're going to get a slap on the wrist. They're not going to get expelled. They're probably going to get some type of detention or home suspension, and that's going to be it. This is sickening. It is a cycle. It is like, what is the point of coming forward when something has happened to you if the people that you are accusing that this happened to get no type of reprimand, um, get, don't get reprimanded at all? There is, no, there is no reward for bad behavior. There never should be. But unfortunately, if you live in Virginia, Florida, fucking Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas, Texas Mississippi, anywhere south of the Nixon-Dixon, honey, Morals fly out the window, especially in Florida. We've seen this. Now, I have two things to add. We're not going to be here long. It's going to be kind of of brief, kind of quick. Speaking of victims, let's talk about it. Um, We're going to go fast forward to um, another very well-known show. Okay, show. Okay. This show is called State of the Culture. Um, on State of the Culture, they were talking about sexual assault victims. Okay. Um, and I, um, uh, I guess I said it. I don't give a damn. <laughs> um, we had a quick run-in. It's going to be quick. I'm going to play it because I need everyone's reaction on this. Hold on. And this, I'm going to keep in mind, this is coming from a black woman. To me, it seems like in a lot of these alleged sexual assault cases, the women are asking for money. Hey, give me some money and I'll feel better. To me, 
exchange with sexual acts are being compensated with money? Like, that's prostitution. Now, here's my problem with what she had to say. First of all, this is coming from a woman, which is the most disgusting part of this whole statement. It is coming from a woman. You would think as a woman, you would understand the trauma that goes on for sex victims, on people that suffer, that were victims of sex crimes, whether sexual assault, molestation, rape, the whole umbrella. So let's get into it. First of all, no amount of cash will ever suffice for the trauma that comes from rape, molestation, or sexual assault, especially rape or molestation. It does not matter. So for you to dismiss the person's experience because they were offered a cash settlement and you think they forgot about it, why don't you speak to their therapist? Because I'm pretty sure they're in therapy, still trying to deal and process with the trauma that came along with said attack. So you cannot minimize their experience by, oh, she got a cash settlement and she got quiet about it. No, she did not get quiet about it. She's busy dealing with the emotions that come with the shit. Unfortunately, I'm sorry to tell you, it's not all gray and white when it comes to these types of situations. And for you as a woman, in my K. Michelle voice, as a woman, to dismiss this and say it is prostitution is disgusting. And the fact that you had literally a lawyer, which was another woman, and two other men on the same couch telling you that you were wrong and you still stood by what you said in ignorance is appalling it is appalling coming from a woman appalling but yet you want everyone to rally behind you in justice reform but you can't acknowledge and respect the justice that comes with sex victims with um victims of sex crimes i will never understand it doesn't make sense but it does make sense because that is literally part of this get the bag culture the fact that money takes precedence over so much right now just speaks volumes. Like we're literally in a space where people are so busy trying to get to the bag that they are neglecting everything else. Nothing else even matters. And that's sad. And it's real sad. It's, it's like, sad. Oh, sis, you got the bag. Why like, you supposed to be able to deal with whatever comes with that? That's not how this works. You have a daughter and a stepdaughter. If some shit like that were to happen to them, you'd be furious. Well, you know she's going off. She's gonna go off. You know she's going all the way off. Fly off the handle if this happened to one of her own. But no, because it's someone you possibly don't know and you want to minimize their experience, you want to act as if it's n- it never fucking happened because she got a cash settlement. No, sis is in therapy. No, sis is crying in the middle of the fucking night because she's reliving the actions. No, sis can't date, let alone even have regular sex. Why? Because every time that it happens, she's traumatized all over again. Now, while we're talking about sex, ah, Jesus. (laughs) Y'all just do not give me... Make it plain, baby. If y'all just don't give me the time to even deal with some... Ooh, I have a third one. 
But I have a third one, but I'm going to save that one for last. I want to talk about this shit right here, and you're going to roll your eyes, but I don't care. the people sent you to a DNA. as Bobby Lights. We the people sent you to a DNA test. See, your access has been denied down the whole town road because you've been desperate chasing Lil Nas, and he don't want you. So you won't be riding no horses, but you can ride your sissy cauliflower colored ass down to the free clinic to get some penicillin shots, bitch. You came with your ass out at the awards and nobody still didn't want to touch your sick ass because your pussy is coughing, sneezing, and leaking, bitch. Just like your cousin, Katrina Sauer Pussy Harper. You need to shove a hall's cough drop up your ass. Your eyes are sinking in the back of your goddamn skull, just like Sauer Puss. Your asshole spread open like the Grand Canyon from being a true bottomless glowworm cum dump. You and Sour Puss sharing a double-sided dildo of diseases and desperation and then nothing is working. Nobody wants either of you or them. Not Lenard or Lil Wayne. Hell, even French Montana didn't want that bastard hound. He went all the way to Chloe and you know don't nobody want her. Child, get your shit together. Go and get that throat and that loose asshole swab so you can finally have several seats without itching and a burning sensation in your pants. When it comes to roasting the queen, please come correct. And Sour Puss, hmm, we heard you and Trick was performing at your mammy's funeral, and no one was there. And Bobby, if you want to come for a real roaster, wash your cum field face first, bitch. You a nigga, remember that. Gag order, you out of order. Now, that was actually in retaliation to what Bobby had to say. Now, this is rather long. Okay, I want everyone to know because Marlon's over here really in his feelings about what she just said, and I was too, and I'm going to let out exactly how I felt, but this is what Bobby had to say. You made that video in the dungeon cabin. I'm not the one to make fun of the less fortunate, but since you broke and miserable. You ain't got no money. You don't have any money off of the videos you make, and you damn sure won't be, you would be devastated if a bitch got online and started blasting your daughter and son, which you had at a very young age. Your recent nigga was fucking transsexuals behind your back and bought, the, and bought you back a gift that landed you in the clinic. Isn't that why you always have health jokes? You living in denial and your own insecurities are projecting upon others. You've been driving a Medicaid van around Atlanta, wrapped around a rack in old pictures from 2001 like it's cute. Currently, you have nothing going for yourself. I'm more popping than you. I got more shit going on than you. And I damn sure make more money than you. You always want to drag somebody, but truth be told, that is all you are worth. You are a joke. People laugh at you and not with you. You're a simple quick kiki for people online and that's it. You fade right back into non-existent after short after a few days. I heard about your vagina being um about your vagina be smelling like a turtleneck, but you love using the word sourpuss. Girl, you got the name from your own self. Your teeth look so rotten that you have so many cavities. I know your breath smells similar to sewer water. Not only do you look like a roach, you have them all up and throughout your home. Your walls are old, bookshelf looks, cre- um, looks creaky, and you make all of your videos with an iPhone. If you don't get your life together, most importantly, worry about more important things in life. You will die broke, miserable, and an angry woman with all the all the slick reads, um, all the slick talking and reads. Excuse me, while I catch up, I was right here. 
um, and jokes are going to end up getting you dragged in real life. I would tell you to keep it cute, sis, but we all know that people, we all know the people you know can never keep anything cute. You keep it ugly. You keep it crusty. You keep it musty and busted, but never cute. You it-looking bitch. It is 2019, people. 20 motherfucking 19. Why on God's green earth do we all believe it is cute to make HIV jokes? Because she's a child. And he's more childish for even responding to her. Now, my problem is this. It is never cute to make those kind of jokes, especially when there are people in real life that actually suffer from these situations, whether it be HIV or AIDS or STI. And yes, all of us need to remember, STIs are very similar to HIV because they're not curable. You will always have them. Okay, so how the hell can you sit here, let alone when I remember there was a rumor way back in the day that Kaya has the three letters. Now, like I said, it is a rumor, but for you to sit here and go online and completely slut shame and try and go in and roast someone because of their status that you have no knowledge of, that you're basically going off a hearsay and think that you're cute for doing it and call yourself a roaster and use that as justification for stooping below the belt is really beyond me. You're too fucking old for this bullshit. Let alone the fact that not only are you homophobic, you're also transphobic because this isn't the first time you stoop below the belt. Every time you misgender identify T.S. Madison, you do the same fucking thing. So it does not shock me that you decided to not only take an attack on Bobby, you also tried to attack Trina, who is still dealing with her mother's death. The audacity. I ain't got nothing for her. I'm throwing her in the basket as well. And they can play together. Look, I promise you, it is 2019. I don't want to go into 2020 talking about Kaya or Azalea Banks at this point. I really I don't. don't. I refuse. I have other things to worry about in life, That's opposed it. to this hoe. I'm just going to go on ahead and say it. Now, I gave y'all all of these things, but I bypassed one thing that I want to touch on very briefly. And we're going to talk about why the black community is homophobic in the first place. Are you serious? I just fight 
first of all, can we please have this conversation? Because I'm so sick of this age-old one. Let's be perfectly clear. I'm still trying to understand why is it okay for women to explore their sexuality. And if they sleep with a woman once, they they never will be labeled bisexual or lesbian. They were just experimenting. But let a guy get oral sex have anal sex, or even decide with his partner at his own discretion to to basically have anal play or play with anal plugs, all of a sudden you want to quickly label them as gay, whether they're openly bisexual or just experimenting with their sexuality in the first place. This is the exact reason why we have DL men in the community to begin with. It's because of the thinking of black women. Not all black women think like this. We all know this to be true. However, this is a vast majority of women think just like she did. That if any type of anal play and a man shows that he actually likes it, he's automatically labeled as gay. Because of the fact. We saw this actually a few years ago when Issa opened this conversation up in Insecure when Molly was dating a guy and he openly admitted that he received oral sex from a guy while he was in college. Molly could never unsee it. But yet, this is the exact reason why you have DL men. This is why we cannot accept trans women. Because of the fact that we are so projected and protected of black male masculinity that we forget that they're still human. And they have the right to explore their sexuality, whether you want to believe it or not. Just like you had the right to sit here and explore with another woman, whether you like to believe it or not. And yes, just like Marla stated uh, not too long ago, that women, that our culture is so caught up in monetary things and all about money. The minute that someone throws money at you to have a threesome, you'll do it. But yet... If a threesome were to happen between you and two men and just so happened they decide to touch each other, you would instantly get turned the fuck off. But if a man came to you wanting to do a threesome with another woman and wanted the two of you to touch, all of a sudden it's perfectly okay. I will never understand this dumb shit. I'm not even going to go into the rant about this because we've been talking for damn near an hour I know. Uh, It was how I wanted to close it. I wanted to close it like this because it's how. I'm just gonna say this, and we can move on because I need to refill this glass and get my spirits back up after that shit. (laughs) Because Marlon's eyes are rolling the whole second time. They're on the floor because it's ridiculous. Couple points. Number one, biology is a thing. Our erogenous spot is inside the anus. Not the clitoris. Get over it. Number two. Yes. This disrespect of the feminine and everything, all things submissive, has got to stop. Literally. It has to stop. Literally. I'll expound on that another day to another time. Y'all chew on that and think about it. Wow. Number three. Women. Women. Mm -hmm. My lord. My lord. If you want a complete human being at your side as your mate that happens to be a man, allow him to be human first. Talk about it, Jesus. Men are not brutes, Mm. monsters, Mm. these super machismo machines that are supposed to be at your beck and call all the time. 
And if they tell you no, instantly you want to nothing to do with them. Like, you got to get over all of that. Men are human beings just like everybody else with emotions, with feelings, with complexities. Yes. Until you understand and realize that, you're going to forever be in that spot. That's that. On that. On that. It is time to refill these fucking glasses because y'all done sat here and got my yeah. co-host Damn. all of his feelings. Oh my God, it's going to be all right. 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 We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup. But while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. You don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Would you like to keep in contact with actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcasts. Once again, it is WRYH Podcasts. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is wryhpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your continued support. And let's get back to the show. I'm pretty sure my cup is full by now. All right, we're back. Our glasses are refilled. Marlon has calmed down. Back like cook crap. Like I said, Marlon has been driving the boat majority of this episode, so I'm going to let him continue. And he actually has the thread for this week. Captain Just Marlon is back for the attack, y'all. Let's get into it. Yes. Marlon was like, listen here, I want you to come up with a topic for this week. going to give you the reins, make it happen. Yes. Toiled over it. I thought about it. I said, how do I want to approach this? It's my first time. What do I want to do? What do I want to say? What is my meditation? Right? I want to do. Oh, shit. I went to the interwebs and to see what you hoes was talking about in your life on the Twitterverse and all this stuff. And there is a consistent topic and theme across all platforms, whether you are gay, straight, bi, try, do it once, do it twice, put it in my ass, give me a knife, whatever it is. Everybody Whoa. seems to be feeling the same way. And I said, we're going to talk about this today. Oh, Jesus. And put the shit on the table. Talk about it, Jesus. Talk about it. This Single and loving or hating it. There's a lot of y'all out here. There are millions of memes about it. Y'all done heard me complain about it. There's a lot of complaints about it. Child. I just can't figure out where everybody really is with it. A lot of people, so there are a lot of people that feel like they like it, they love it, they wouldn't change it for the world. There are a lot of people that can't stand it, don't want it, take it away from me now. It is the fucking ghetto. Especially when you have been single for over, like, I'd say between six months to a year, I give it for people to finally be over being single. Most of the people that are elated about being single are recently fucking single. So I went to the IG. Can I ask y'all some questions? Asking two of them to be exact. Asking all the questions. Asking all the questions. questions. (laughs) I had to. I'm sorry. So the first question I started off with, and I would like to present this to my illustrious host. 
Talk about it. As I brought it to the public, <laughs> what is the best part about being single for you? That is a question. The best part is one, rediscovering yourself. Okay. Um, that is the best part of being single is rediscovering yourself, what you do and do not like. Um, also, not needing an excuse to think of you first. Like, the thing is, in a relationship, you're not thinking for one, you're thinking for a second party as well, and you're considering that part that party a part of you. So it's like, you can't just make a decision just for you. You have to include the other person. Okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. According to statistics from me asking my question... Oh, Lord. Lots of people feel the same way. So, eight people said that building a love for yourself and rediscovering who you are as a person is the best part about being single. Yes, rediscover self-love, child. Seven people said not having to worry about other people's feelings. That's kind of, that's very selfish, but continue. Which is very interesting to me, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. Right after that, three people talked about the freedom to have sex and fuck whoever you want is the best part of being single. And then two people, and I'm I'm giving um very the the top answers that I got because there were others, but the last one is having a bed to yourself. <laughs> I saw a lot of people that. like being able to roll over and do whatever the hell they want. I think this really. Really, really interesting the perspective that people look through when it comes to being single and this ideology around self-discovery and having the space to be selfish. That speaks volumes to me. I think about how if we are in our single time. Yeah, single time. In this space of just wanting to kind of self-reflect, get back to self be selfish, but we're also yearning to be in a relationship for the exact opposite of those things? What does that say? You know what it is, and I can speak mainly for me on a personal level, is I miss the companionship. It's more so, it's not that you want to be selfish, it's missing the companionship, the consistency, the loyalty. It's a lot, it's a plethora of things. Like, I don't sit here and say, I want to be in a relationship. I just want someone to be consistent. That's just it. And unfortunately for black gay men, that is asking for arms, legs, limbs. It's asking for internal organs. Shoulders, knees and toes. Knees and toes. It's asking for a lot of things. And a lot of people look at it like, oh, I just, you know, I just want somebody. I'm like, no, bitch, I just want to date and have options and not have to feel like I had to settle for the first thing coming because okay. it's not going to be known after it. Why don't we feel like people glorify being single? Mm. There are a lot of people out here. That's what because. it means. This is how I sleep knowing ain't nobody out here cheating on me. This is how I sleep knowing that I ain't got to worry about letting the bitch in at 3 o'clock. Passive aggressive, and pro- passive aggressive projection, child. <laughs> the problem is half the people that say these fucking things are the same people that actually did these things. Mm. I, I, how I sleep knowing anybody cheating on me knowing that damn well you cheated on him how many times hmm. um, this is like I, I'm glad I ain't gotta worry about that no more like yeah but you're in a way asking for it it's like your projection is you want these things to happen to you 
you want these things to like you it's like I don't I don't know it's hard to explain mm-hmm. but it's finding your way back to not having to question am I making a good decision or am I making a mistake that is the biggest one especially for people that want one person is am I making a mistake is this a person for me am I Am I okay to let my guard down? And a lot of us are so used to having our guard up to let it down. It feels like I'm setting myself up to be played. And it's like, not if you feel you can trust this person. You feel like you trust the person. What are you complaining about? But if you feel like you can't trust them, then why are you dealing with them? Why are you even laying down with them? What I found very, find very interesting is the fact that I tell people all the time when it comes to love and relationships, Everything we do is going to be a risk. Mm-hmm. When you allow someone into your space, when you decide to go on, go into the journey of learning a person, developing a relationship of any kind, you are taking a risk. If you are too afraid to take that risk, then why complain? You know, mm-hmm. you have to take a step back and go, if I want that companionship, if I want to be with somebody. Talk it involves it. taking a risk Talk against all of those things that I'm afraid of. Talk about it. And one of my favorite quotes is, if you are afraid of failing, then you don't deserve success. Mm-hmm. Period. You have to step out on faith, and it's not always going to go great. It's not always going to be fantastic. You are going to go through some bullshit before you get to the good shit. And if it don't work out, then we have to be able to acknowledge that for what it is and keep moving until we get to the space with the, with the person, people, whomever that are going to take us into that happiness that we truly see. Mm. So then I rolled on and I said, well, you know, y'all done told me about the best parts of being single. So I now I want to know. Question. I know this other question. Now I want to know. Oh, Jesus. What's the worst part about being single then? Child, that is a lot of y'all out here don't like it. You don't like it. You don't like it. It is the ghetto. It is the fucking ghetto. Lunel boo. What about it? What you don't like about it? What, what, what's the worst part? Let out, make it plain. One word comes to fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Inconsistency. Interesting. Inconsistency is the main one. First and foremost, I can sit here, meet somebody, feel like it's going, it's treading on a good track. Mm-hmm. But case in point, you can you meet somebody. Lovely person. Oh yes, this person seems like it's going. It's going to be something. It's going to be good. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all had the first date. Everything seems fine. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> then I didn't know I was the only cast for the friendly ghost. Oh, okay. It's like it. It. I don't know what it is, especially when with dating men. It's like. They want these things, but they don't want to put forth the effort to do it. And when you put forth the effort, it scares them. Mm. It's like, why is y'all want me? Like, why are we doing all this? Like, I don't feel like being in contact with this person all day long, da da da, cat to kitten, and then they just find it as, use that as an excuse to be like, nah, I'm good. 
I'm gonna roll, I'm gonna go on. Mm-hmm. But let's you tell them that you just look for sex. And they actually like the sex. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sip on that one. <laughs> I can really with this long ass sip, really, this is what we're doing. <laughs> they are faithful to good sex. Faithful and consistent and loyal to good sex. Remove sex from the picture. Done. Interesting. Sip on that one. So. What is the consensus, Chef? In my research, inconsistency was actually lower on the totem pole. Interesting. The highest. Oh, God. Seven people agreed and said that the worst part about being single is wanting companionship and the ability to cuddle. Yes. Yes, yes. More yes. Tied at three. Um, not having someone special to share the good times with. This is true. Come on, Also, come on. Tied at three is loneliness is the worst part of being single. It really is. And then coming in last is the dating experience as a whole, which you have explained. <sighs> Y'all can see the eye roll. I just <laughs> They're on the stove. His eyes are literally on the stove. They're gone. They roll right out of his eyes. They, they roll. They're being boiled. I gel with the thought of wanting that companionship being the worst part of being single because a lot of us simply just as you just stated, the companionship is the biggest part of the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And I liken that to the fact that biologically as humans, we crave touch. We crave companionship. Our skin cells literally crave it. If we don't have it, we go crazy. Which is why people that are jailed and get put in solitary confinement usually lose their minds because there's no companionship involved. So if we liken that and we relate that to relationships and love, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of us simply just want someone to be by our our sides and go on this journey of life together and build from there. And I feel like in the space that we are in right now, in the age of vanity, as I like to call it, where everybody is very focused on self, in this age of social media where everybody is in this space of creating a character to be liked more, v to be is desired. V is for vanity. Right. Every time I look at me, I turn myself <laughs> on. I turn myself on. Yeah. Oh, time for your shit. It's a big thing to just want companionship, to just want somebody to have to call our own. But then it made me think about a question. Talk about it. Do we feel like past relationships play a part in how we view romantic bonds? If so, does that hinder our dating experiences? God, yes. What say you, Lunel? Yeah, God, yes. Talk about God, it. God, yes. Expound. Tell First of all, your relate your past relationships, your current relationships, everything plays a major part in your experience. If you get to a point where you want nothing, like when it comes to dating, let me backtrack. When it comes to dating, 
none of us want anything, want to attract anything like the person we just left. None of us. Unless it was a good thing. But if you're consistently looking for the same things you had in your ex, then you might as well go back to them. And I say this to say, nine times out of ten, you're not looking to go backwards, you're looking to go forward. So, for me, it's more so, yes, I may speak about being frustrated when it comes to dating, but when you when you were with someone that set a standard, and it was a pretty high standard, it's hard to go backward. Mm. Though this person may not have been the best, because Lord knows none of us are the best at any type of situation. We're all come with flaws. I don't care what any of you have to say. All of us are flawed at the end of the day. You have to know and understand that you don't want to attract what you've already had. You want something different. You want something refreshing. You want something new. And that's it. It's just knowing what you do and will and will not attract. So with that said, ladies and perms, what do we do to change the narrative of this single mentality? We've pinpointed the things that are great about being single. We've pinpointed the worst parts of being single. How do we move past this? Whether it's taking the leap of faith and getting out there in this cesspool of a dating pool and trying to figure out someone new and getting to a spot where we're with someone that we actually love and care for, or if we are continuing this journey to self-discovery and staying single and becoming our best that we possibly can until we get to the space where we feel comfortable enough taking the risk and jumping into the dating pool. The thing for me is it's about the risk. You have to be willing to take the risk in any way, shape, or form. If you're not willing to risk your experience or adventuring into new territory or possibly getting to know someone new, what is the point? Why are you even stressing about dating if you're not willing to take the risk? Like, at the end of the day, you're taking a risk because this is someone you don't know. This is technically a stranger. Right. And even if you're in a relationship with someone for a while, you might find out new things about this person and they're still a stranger to you. Grow every day. So it's different. It's more so the risk is the dating experience in general, period. And if you're not willing to take the risk, then don't date. Don't date. Don't even go out having casual sex because eventually sex ends up attracting feelings anyway. So at some point, you have to evaluate what you want. If you don't want to date, if you rather stay single, be vocal in it. If you want the companionship, if you want the consistency and the loyalty, state that shit. Don't play with someone's emotions. If you know that you don't want this person in any way, shape, or form, don't play with them. Like, people get shot and killed every day over fucking over someone's emotions or feelings. Seeing people get shot and killed over White Castle French fries, child. But it's worse when it's a passionate when it's a passionate crime. Yes. Bitches will shoot you dead in the head for fucking with them. True. They will stab the fuck out of you for some shit. It's you just have to understand it comes with the territory. Whether you're single, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're discovering a new person, let's say you have a spouse and the spouse interests change, their viewpoint changes on several things. People are allowed to evolve and grow every single day. Yes. Every day. And if you choose to stay around this person, what can you do? You chose to date him. So date him. 
It is all a journey. And you have to be willing to take that journey in order to get to the space that you really want to be in. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that all the ears this is falling on right now, whether you're single, if you are single, if you're already in a relationship, if you're married, whatever it is, yes, child. respect, honor, and love your journey for yourself. Mm. And if you're in a relationship, the journey that you're on with your partner, yes, whatever God. it takes you, respect and honor your journey. Understand that it's going to be ups and downs, no matter what position you play in the situation. But I'm honestly just tired of people complaining about things that they aren't doing anything about. Talk about it. A lot of people that talk about being single, can't stand it, hate it, what's going on with you motherfuckers, why y'all ain't acting right. Sometimes you gotta take a step back and look at yourself. Because the common denominator is you. Very true. It's not always the other person, sometimes it's you. But a lot of us are not ready to face that reality. And sometimes it takes your approach being different. Like, I went from being a social person, always wanting to go out just about every other week, to being completely introverted in my house, not wanting to do shit. So, in turn, I went into the app world, opposed to actually being social and going out places and meeting people genuinely. Well, let's just say that shit ain't fun. And I got to a point recently where I just started deleting shit. I'm just like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of thinking that it's me. In reality, it's really not. It's more so if you know what you want from a person if you know whether you like this person whether you see something happening in the in the near future whether you think it's not going to go anywhere it is your responsibility not to be a dick and say how you feel it costs literally nothing to be a decent fucking human being right it costs you nothing yeah this is true we're gonna pull on into the dock (laughs) y'all and i'm gonna park this boat Thank you all for taking this journey with We're us not today. Done. We're not done. What are we doing? What's going on? We're not done. What, what's, what's going on? What's happening? What is your mental health tip for the week? Oh, shit. Almost I have forgot. Yes. My whole mental tip of the week, since we're talking about love and relationships, ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourself. Mm-hmm. Literally. Be good to yourself. Be patient with your process. Be gentle to who you are and your growth and your development because we're not perfect. Perfection is unreal. You cannot obtain it. You will never obtain it. A word. We are flawed. A word. Accept your flaws and navigate them accordingly to get to where you need to be to be the best you that you can be. Denounce perfection today. Stop it today. That's what you got? That's what I got. Mine is a little more complex. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. My mental care tip, my mental health tip for this week, or a whole tip, or a whole tip for the whole guy, the whole daily guy for survival, whatever, I forgot what we named it. <laughs> Don't interrupt karma. Ooh. I had to learn this lesson um, this week. And sometimes what we fail to realize is whenever we get, whether it's family, whether it's a friend, 
colleague, associate, whatever may have you. Sometimes they could be going through a rough time. But what we all fail to realize is sometimes it is actually the universe putting back, giving back what they put out. And it sucks to see people go through this, but sometimes they need to go through this to build the person that they are to be stronger in general. Sometimes you cannot stop karma. Karma is going to happen whether you want to intervene with it or not. It's going to happen. And you may not know how your karma is coming. You may not know in what form or what facet it may come, but that bitch is coming. Mm. She's a a bitch. And when she comes, she comes. She ain't giving you no forewarning. She's just coming. (laughs) So do not try to intervene in someone's karma. Let it happen. Yes, you want to be a good friend. Yes, you want to help as much as you can. But at the end of the day, do not interrupt someone else's karma. That's all I got. Thank you. And that concludes this week's episode. This is rather long this week. It's actually a good thing. Marlon steered the boat pretty well this week. That's right. Navigated these waters real good. I put the sails up and let it ride. <laughs> no, he being extra rats because next because for the next month his schedule is more spotty. Um, Lord, it's more spotty than most of our droughts, girls. Yikes. So it's his birth month. He plans on being extra rats. Rash, corporate rash. He plans on being extra rash. It's gonna be a real tour. He's not gonna be a fake one. Yay. He's gonna be going on a. He's gonna be going on a tour, honey. I don't know where he's going. Everywhere. Uh, everywhere is not a synopsis <laughs> of where he's going. Everywhere. I promise y'all, I didn't even know about this shit until this week. Everywhere, catch me in the air. Child, I don't know where he's going. Where he plans on shaking his tail. Um. And that's all I got, because, you know, I'm not happy about it at all. I love I mean, y'all. I love the money. Please. Thank <laughs> <laughs> y'all for tuning in. It's been great. We will catch y'all on the next week. And on that note, peace the hell out. Bye, y'all. Holla. Bye.